Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Full Change with Tom Laidlaw. We have a huge guest today. Um, biggest one we've had yet. I mean, <laughs> obviously, this is uh, should be Hall of Famer. Hopefully, will be soon. He scored over 400 goals in the NHL, played for both the Rangers and, of course, with you on the Kings. Today we have Bernie Nichols. Oh, man. Bernie Nichols, my old teammate. What's happening? How you doing, brother? Uh, my Tommy. Uh, good, man. Good to see you. Good. Now, you go, where, where are you going now? So you've got all, you all dressed up warm and everything, or where are you going? Yeah, we got snow here at home. Um, we've been hunting every day, so uh, we need to go get some carrots to feed our deer. They eat more than, uh, than they should, and... And they don't come out in the proper time for us to shoot them. So uh, we're going to go feed the deer today. Very cool. Very Ready cool. to hunt them tonight. So I've got it. I know I've told the story many times, but I've got to tell the story. The, uh, when we, you and I were on the ice together and uh, we tied the record, or Wayne tied the record for points for Gordie Howe. So it was, I'll set the scene a little bit. You know, it's, uh, Wayne hadn't scored about three or four games already. Like it got a point. There was a couple of games anyways where he hadn't got a point. So now we come back to Edmonton and he's one point behind Gordie Howe's record. And it's a four on four. We're in the uh, Edmonton zone. Now, I'm the lone guy that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Everybody else on the ice was Hall of Famers, right? Like Mark Messier and Gratz, and, you know, you were out there. And, of course, uh, I think it was Charlie Huddy, Mess, Paul Coffey, and maybe Yerry Curry on the ice. And, uh, of course, they thought, well, don't cover Laidlaw because he he's not going to score anyway. So, he had a guy on you, two guys on Gratz, a guy on Steve Duchesne. Of course, I'm in the slot, and Wayne gets the puck to me. So, now I go into panic mode, and uh, <laughs> this is, you know, if, this is pretty you know, i'm not gonna score i never score goals so bernie's tied up with the side of the net like charlie honey's all over him he's got tied him up with a rope and i decided i'm gonna pass to bernie anyways this is a season when you got what 72 goals that was that year 70 yeah 70 okay i give you 72 um oh yeah so I uh i passed to bernie and he tips it in so when you watch the video of it it looks like this fantastic play that we made bernie's laughing at me and i'm laughing at him like why the heck did you pass to me it was a, it was a great scene that was, that was i was awesome. covered yeah. yeah, you scored anyways. It he made just me look. Me to get in on it. Yeah, trying goal. Oh, you know, oh, maybe it's nice funny. Year. I remember the feeling. It was like I was in panic mode. Like, oh god, what am I going to do here? You know, I can't score. It's Bill yeah. Ranford. I think was in that too, right? Yeah. So you want to go back to nice. the beginning with uh, with Bernie? Or yeah. So Bernie, t- you know what? Where where's your hometown? Where'd you grow up? I grew up a couple hours north of Toronto, a uh, little town. Uh, Halliburton is. 15 uh, miles from my home. I'm in a little town called West Guilford. There's like 75 people when I uh, first lived here as a kid. Now there's probably 150, but it's just a real small town, you know, two and a half hours north of Hall- or, uh, Toronto, cottage country, they call it. Yeah, okay. Beautiful up here. Yeah. 
That's cool. the winter time. Yeah. And then you played all your hockey right in your hometown then? Played hockey in Halliburton. Uh, and then I moved away when I was 16 to Woodstock to play junior B. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Well. That's where I got drafted to uh, Kingston. Oh, okay. That's where you played your junior, Kingston? Kingston Canadians, yep. Oh, good. Who's the coach there? Yeah. Scotty Morrison. Oh, very cool. Yeah. 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 And so then you were there for how many years? Three years in Kingston? Yep. Three years in Kingston. Drafted LA. Uh, what round were you drafted? Fourth. Oh, okay. So, Bernie, at what yeah. point do you do you realize you have a shot at this? Like, you're, you're a very good player. You got a shot at going pro. You know what? Uh, I think for most kids, I guess, my whole life, and, and all you ever do, right, is dream about playing NHL. But when you're playing in Bantam, peewee bantam midget and you're kind of the the best player you know and then you get to junior and you're the best player and the next step's the nhl right so i think probably when you get to junior because now you're playing with guys that are going to get drafted to the nhl uh, that's where back then most of uh nhl players came from ontario or the ontario junior hockey or just major junior hockey anyway. So when you're the better player there, then there's a good chance that you're going to make it. And I kind of probably had a good idea by then. Cool. How many goals did you get through your last year junior? 63. You know, you always had that way too. It's just like, you know, sometimes you'd shoot like there's certain players like that. Mike boss, he was like that. Rick Middleton was like that. And you do things out there and you go, ah, he's lucky. He can't do that again. But then you're doing it over and over, yeah. right? Like you get 63 in that year and 70. So it always means, and yeah. I mean, that as a total compliment to you. I understand. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Who would you play with in junior? You have any uh, NHL teammates? No, actually, um, what we had, uh, we had four. Mike Moffat was our goalie. He went to Boston. Uh, Rick Wilson was first round to St. Yeah. Louis. Oh, yeah. uh, Craig Muni was first round to either Toronto or Edmonton, wherever he went first. Mike Stuthers was first round to Philly. Wow. Like, we were you were, you were a fourth D. round pick? You were a fourth round pick? That's right. Oh, Those guys went first round. Wow. 63 goals. Yeah. Right? Fourth round pick. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right, so so you make the Kings as a 20-year-old. Yeah, my first year, I get, I get sent down. Um, and I always say, right, like back then when guys were on a one-way contract, like, and that's no disrespect. Doug Smith was our first round draft choice the year. Uh, so they're going to play him. Other than Marcel Dion. Right. There was no one that should play ahead of me, but they sent me down for like 50 games or something like that. And then they finally called me up and uh, finished the year there. How'd you feel when they sent you down, Bernie? Were you bitter about that? Or? Oh, absolutely. Cause you know, you're the, you know, other than Marcel, there's not a player that's better than you. Uh, you understand back then you got guys on one way contracts that yeah. are going to play ahead of you because of money. Right. So uh, I went down, I scored 43 goals in like 55 games. So well, they pretty much had to call me back up, I guess. Well, so they call you up for, uh, what, 22 games? And then uh, then you guys have the playoffs. Is That's the miracle in Manchester year, right? Is that your rookie that's year? That's right. They called me up. Uh, I scored three hot tricks in three straight home games. When, I, when they called me up. I always I'm laughing uh, is it just I, I'm only laughing because you know they send you to the minors and you're doing all the scoring yeah. goals. Yeah. Because yeah. never scored a hat trick in Yeah, his life. that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get three goals in yeah. one year. 
we play the Oilers first round, and they are, without a doubt, like better than us. Our first game, we beat them uh, 10-8 in, oh, yeah. in Edmonton, right? And then next game, we lose uh, 3-2. Gret scores an overtime goal. And then we have, uh, I think they beat us at, that, that's Miracle on Manchester when we're down 5 nothing. Yeah. Uh, with like in the third period, halfway through the third period. And uh, Gary Unger took a high stick and penalty major. We scored two goals on that, then scored another one, then scored two with the uh, goalie pulled, and then uh, scored in overtime. Wow. So That's, that I was think, pretty cool. Was that, was that Phil Sykes who got the goal? Daryl Evans. Daryl Evans. You're, right. you're chasing him down the rink, though. It's a great video. Uh, oh, that's it. right. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in the place. penalty box. I'm in the penalty box for uh, for that goal. Like Dave Lumley was just being Dave Lumley himself, just being an ass, and I was just feeding on it. I'm taking stupid penalties on Dave Lumley, so I'm in the penalty box for most of those goals. <laughs> but in the video, it's great. You see Bernie's he's chasing him down, trying yeah. to have a celebration. That uh, was cool. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Maybe people thought I was on the ice with them. There you go. What year was that then? Was it 83, 84? No, it was 82, 83. 82, 83. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. We went, uh, Vancouver ended up, uh, we beat Edmonton and Vancouver beat us and uh, the Islanders beat them four straight. Oh, that's there. Okay. Yeah. We had to play the Islanders all the time when they're Stanley Cups. Yeah. Yeah. So So now next season you have the full season there. You're going to training camp and make the team right away. No more minors? No, that's it. Three yeah. goals, three three hat tricks in three games. I guess that's enough. That kind of that kind of sealed the deal, I think. And who was coach? Was Murph coaching then? No, uh, Parker McDonald was the coach. Oh, he got yeah. fired, and Don Perry came up from oh. the minors. Oh yeah. So then Don called me up. Oh okay. Yeah, nice. but we went through. Uh, I went through like nine or ten coaches yeah. there in, in the nine years I was there. The ten yeah. years, right? Like. No. So when I first got there, Murph was coaching. Yeah, Murph was a good guy too. Mike yeah, Murphy, we're talking about. He's I love player. her. Yeah, yeah. So, so Bernie, you 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 come from a town of seventy five, and then you just plop down in L.A., California. How was that as like a culture shock for you? Well, and I tell people right, like you grow up playing outdoors, uh, frozen ponds. Uh, we do that my whole life, right? Like that's the great thing about living in a small town. We could play hockey all day, uh, and then you go to a place. And I, honestly, when I get drafted, I didn't even realize that they even had a team. Uh, my little town, we get Toronto Maple Leafs every Saturday night, yeah, or Montreal yeah. Canadiens, right? And they, they make play the Kings, you know, and as a kid, I'm not paying attention anyways to who they're playing. But so, yeah, going there, uh, 10 million people. You, I remember flying in, you fly right over uh, the Forum yeah. and Hollywood Park. And then there's palm trees at 70 degrees and you're going, holy jeez. Uh, at the time, you're thinking, how the hell can you play in that? Yeah. But later, you find that playing in warm weather is a lot better than playing yeah. in Edmonton when it's minus 40, right? Isn't that After true? Yeah. Like, I love playing in yeah. New York, but when I got traded, I was kind of a little bit bitter that I left New York. But then I remember that first Christmas we were there, we rented a home with a pool and a hot tub, and I'm sitting out in the hot tub having a cocktail <laughs> yeah. on Christmas Eve, and I'm thinking, that's not too bad, yeah. That's yeah. not too bad out here. Yeah. yeah, or golfing after practice. or Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. So, so uh, obviously Marcel Dion is there the bulk of the time you're there. Uh, so do you say you're playing behind Marcel Dion or like, do you feel like you're getting as much ice time as him? Many opportunities. No, I, I definitely, I definitely played behind him, but, and that was okay too. Right. Uh, he's going to get 
probably their best defensive player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he hit the triple crown line with Dave Taylor and Charlie Simmer. Like that was yeah. an unbelievable line. Yeah. Right. So um, I played with Jimmy Fox and then the left wing was just revolving. Right. You know, I, uh, Tiger Williams, uh, Brian McClellan, uh, Dean Hawkinson, uh, like I, I had them all, uh, but I had Jimmy for seven straight years until he, re- with his knee, retired. Uh, but yeah, playing behind Mars was it was good. Uh, get to watch him he scored seven hundred goals in the NHL, yeah. right? Like, and he, little fat guy, right? Like he just, <laughs> just doesn't work, right? Just gift. Yeah. Like, did he take you under, under his bike? Did he take you under you his wing? I think it was more so like uh, Mike Murphy, uh, Charlie Simmer uh, were the older guys that uh, really helped, I think, me and, and some of the younger guys, which I think is crucial in today's game, right? Like, because for the most part, all the other guys we, we talked about, they know you're going to take their job, so they want no part of you. Yeah. They don't want to help you, right? So you need the guys that know you're going to help the team. So uh, they're the ones that got to look after you, and those guys did that for me. And you, you then you strung together a few really good seasons. I think you had 95 points in 84, and then you had a 100-point season in 85. And then 97, yeah. so you're rolling. You're, you're, your career is, is, is humming. And then they make a trade for Laidlaw. <laughs> Screw things up. That's At that right. point, you like this. I, I got to tell you a quick story, too. Uh, the day the trade happened, uh, we were, I figured was, something was going to happen, but we stayed at the rink until three o'clock, which was the deadline uh, and nothing had happened. So I went home, no cell phones at that time. And my wife at the time was at the door crying and, uh, I thought, well, see, oh, something shit. happened. Yeah. So she told me, well, you've been trading. She was he, from yeah. New York. She's yeah. a New York girl, right? Well, yeah. yeah. But so, uh, so I said, cause now your ego kicks in and now I want to know that I got traded for somebody pretty good. And she says, well, it's, it's, I don't know, I can't remember the name, but it's a, a big time goal scorer from the Kings. And I said, well, it must be Bernie Nicholson. And she says, yeah. no, then, then we found out it was Marcel Dion. I thought, he's 100 years old, for God's sakes. I mean, he was a great player, but. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah. That's, right. that's funny. So do you hit it off with this knucklehead right away, or is it like a feeling out process? You know what? I, I hit it off with everybody. Yeah. Uh, did, Tommy yeah. and I kind of are from the same uh, background, or, you know, we're, we're both probably jokesters and yeah and i remember the one time i got i didn't get in trouble but you remember your your son or was your what was it your yeah, boy yeah. or your wife stepson. stepson yeah yeah and he was in the dressing room and he was doing something and he, he either kicked me or he got me good and i just kind of shoved him like that and he fell and hit his head or something so i kind of oh. helped <laughs> i forgot about that but yeah i remember that like i didn't oh. Obviously, you don't oh, I know, I know, you would kid, do that. Yeah. Catch off yeah. guard, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think fine. he got me good. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we did have some fun though. Bernie was a good practical joker. Always, you know, like before, right before the games. Like there's certain guys they had to be really intense in the locker room before the games. Other guys like Bernie and I could joke around. Bernie would always put his. Uh, he, I know you know this, but uh, Bernie would always by the front door. He would put his two black sticks. Right, you had the black sticks you were using at the time, and he'd have yeah. two sticks that he put in a certain spot. And unfortunately, it was right by my spot, so I'd go and put black tape around him. So that they were tied together before you go for the warm up, <laughs> but you know what though, you were funny about it. Like as much as you would have bothered other people, it didn't. It was funny. You laughed about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah nothing really bothered me. Uh, which was, you know, like and, and like you say, some people just they're so intense before game stuff, and I don't get that. Like yeah, I, I watched when I got to Chicago, Brent Sutter, my first year in Chicago there, and Daryl's is 
the coach, but I get to the game and I'd come to a game like you got to be there by five to six or something. I'm there by 20 to six, five 30, you know, I get there one time in Chicago and Brent is in the, his locker. He's got his skates on, not tied up, but he's sitting there and he's rocking. And I'm going, Oh my God, but we got two hours before the game. <laughs> and he, he scored one goal that year. And I'm thinking, there you not go, working. Bud. It's not working. Yeah. So when the trade for Mars Marso uh, getting traded, obviously that pushes you to the top of the pile there as far as centers in LA. Is that the way you said, listen, this is a great opportunity for me. Absolutely. Um, and then we, you know, I think we had gotten Jimmy Carson then too. Yeah. That probably allowed them to do it, but still I felt I was still, I'd be the number one guy there then. Yeah. Uh, and you love that opportunity, right? Like obviously, and we talked about it every year I gotten better. Uh, I, I earned it. So you look forward to yeah. you relish that opportunity. Tell you, we had a good team there too. Luke Robitaille, that was his first year when I got traded there. Uh, you know, Dave Taylor was still there, so I that was I was really pleasantly surprised how good that team was. Bob Bourne was there, yeah, what yeah. Was, what was the best prank you guys pulled? That you kind of just tease a little bit. Was there something really good that you got? Well, I'd say the best one was that they got me and Bob Bourne on. Uh, Bernie says he was not part of that, but that's that's one of Bernie's favorite lines. Is I had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. I might have I might have been there. I'm not sure. I like <laughs> my concussions. I forget a lot. I, I might remember a little bit of that, but oh, I got nothing to do there's with nothing it. better than. Uh, you know, so the, people, yeah. however you get them. Right. So uh, Bob Bourne and I room together, you know, and we're veteran players. We're joking around all the time, picking on guys. And uh, I thought it was Edmonton. Bernie, I, I think probably rightfully so, says it was Winnipeg. Yeah, we came home. By Cal Court. Oh, is that what it's called? Oh, that's cool. You remember that? Remember uh, that little dive? Oh, yeah, totally. I think we that's were like, I've been told anyways. Tour. Yeah. That's what you told <laughs> That's so what I've been told. From, I, I, I guess I don't know how it happened, but that was the one time Bob and I. You guys were out to years, dinner. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow we had a few too many yeah. cocktails, so we come home like at two or three in the morning, and our whole room is outside in the lobby outside our room. You know, beds made perfectly, lamps on the nightstand, the whole bed. Awesome. And we're just we're like, okay, we we're, we've had too many beers, so we're just going to lay down on the bed there. I think finally security came and said they got. Well, security came out. <laughs> yeah, Bernie, yeah. Bernie wasn't on that one. No, he had nothing to do it. We, Bernie never did. We had your. We had your clothes on yeah. the bed. We had everything oh, there. It was, it was classic. As much as we were aggravated, yeah. it was very funny too because that was that was a oh, good for one. Sure. Yeah. 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 When somebody told me a story thing, about right? you can appreciate that. Yeah. You can appreciate don't. that, right? Yeah. When you when you give it and I say this day, if someone scares me or, or does something to me at the time, you know, I laugh because that's just what I would do. Wasn't there a uh, story that uh, was that Tiger Williams had gotten the bow and arrow and you had done something? And then he shot the bow and arrow in the locker room. Was that what's that? Yeah. Um, I think I'd done a couple things to Tiger, but one, he brought his books uh, to the right. Oh, that's one what day. it was. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. And I gave them all away. <laughs> and um, the next day, I had my bow in there because he hunts and I do, and I just want to show it to him. Well, and you remember the uh, dressing room at Culver City, just yeah. a long, narrow. Yeah. yeah. Well, Al Tour is bending over doing his skates and Tiger takes my bow and an arrow and he fires it and right through a big tube at the end, but it wouldn't miss Al's head by a foot. <laughs> like, and everybody in the, everybody in the dressing room was going, you gotta be kidding me. Right? Like, can't believe he did that. Oh, but that's Tiger. Yeah, that's yeah. Tiger. Other thing I've told the story of this one too. I guess I've told a lot of stories, but uh, the night we were, I just got traded and we had a road trip back to Washington 
And Bobby Carpenter had been in Washington. The fans didn't like him there. And uh, one fan in the warmest was yelling at him, all the stuff. And Tiger gets all the pucks and starts throwing Tiger, it at the fans. Yeah, starts shooting it at the guy in the stands. <laughs> that's Tiger right there. Oh, that's something up too. But you know what I oh, like though boy. too, as much as he was that nutty guy, like I think he was all kind of planned too, right? Like he knew what his brand was, and he really built like he wanted to be that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he needed everybody to know he was not all there, which right. he he really wasn't yeah. at times. Yeah, but now tell us yeah. about the fur coat. Where'd you get the fur coat? When I played junior, um, my billets, they owned a, a, a fur coat store. Oh. So uh, I worked there, and uh, the guy gave me, well, for working there, he gave me a full-length wolf fur coat. So it was great when I was in junior because uh, it was cold. It was cold. But I went to L.A., um, and it, it made the trip. And I, I took it a couple road trips. Yeah, yeah, I remember. But, uh, yeah. So, so Bernie had this kind of flamboyant thing going on, right? I mean, you had a little bit of that, like the Joe Namath kind of thing, right? Yeah, you know, uh, and it's funny too, right? Coming from such a small town. And I guess I it's the first time I ever bought a suit too was there because I bought a couple suits there. And I really liked to dress up, I guess, uh, dress nice. And now you got the opportunity and that's kind of where the pink suit came in. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Living in Culver City there. uh, Went shopping. And I don't, and and you know, it was funny too. Marcel, we talked about Mars being just so old school, right? And some of the stuff I'd come in wearing, he'd just (laughs) shake his head. He wanted to find me every day. Like I'd wear a a suit with a top hat and like sneakers. And he's he's trying to find me all the time for the the stuff I'd wear. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, speaking of flamboyant though, so Bernie, you, you, are one of the first guys to have an actual celly because now I was a kid, everybody sells it's a big thing. But you had the, the pumpernickel back in the day. That like oh, how'd that come about? Well, Bob Miller did that. Um I obviously I was excited to score. Like, you know, Tom, when you would score, you'd get excited, right? So <laughs> um, so I just showed it, you know, and it was it actually came about in Edmonton because it was that year I had scored I scored the empty net goal to make it 10 8 and the the press box Edmonton was right beside them and they've been ha- hounding Bob all night while I score and I go from one end to the other doing the pumpernickel and Bob named it right oh. then so that's what he called it so that's how it came about and it kind of stuck yeah pumpernickel Tom you didn't have a, a celebration for your goal. no for your goal. I didn't want to show off too much yeah yeah my goals I, I went I, when I was in LA I remember 120 games one time without scoring a goal Bernie was not getting a kick out of it too. I said, I'm not even shooting that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know we joke around with stuff, but Bernie, you know, we talk about, you know, be flamboyant and have fun and all that. But when it came game time, like you had a nasty streak to you too. Like you were an all goal scorer. Like it was, there was some spirit going on and some punching. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I really liked the physical part of the game. Uh, I really liked hitting. I didn't like to get hit. That's no right one too. Does. Oh, Bernie but was I, a good hitter. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like to this day, I can still see it, right? Like, and it's obviously it's a timing, but I, I know I can catch someone. You know, when Ovechkin comes down the left side yeah. and then turns in the middle, I would. Well, maybe not him; he's so big. But I could, I catch guys coming across the blue line a lot like that. I could, and I love that. Uh, I love catching guys with their head down. Well, I think part of it was too, though, like you didn't look like that big guy. So when people yeah. they'd see it coming, they're like, "He's not gonna." They weren't not, expecting it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
I forgot about that part of your game. That's right, too. You get some good ones. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So, so you guys had a that. you guys had a decent team, decent. But then, I think uh, I think more than decent, really. I actually thought we got a pretty good hockey team there when I first got there. But well, then August of '88, yeah. yeah, everything changes. Yeah. Wayne shows up, yeah, and then that's got to yeah. be Bernie. How was that for you? Because that, that went like full on Hollywood when, when he came, obviously. Yeah, it was obviously the the place to be. Uh, you know, we had our ten, twelve, you know, thousand fans a night. Yeah, Gretz comes. It's sold out every night. It's a place to be. Uh, as much as we had the Lakers, Showtime Lakers in the 80s were awesome. The Dodgers were always awesome. The Kings were the place to be. We yeah. had uh, all the celebrities came out. Uh, the place is packed every night. It was just, and, and it was just fun to play, right? Like we're playing with Gretz and it's just like, I couldn't, like, like I say to people this day, I can't imagine what it'd be like to play with Wayne for, five or six, yeah. 10 years, right? Like it was so much fun. It was so different. Yeah. Everything, everything changed the way I played, the way you played, probably it just, you felt like you're more relevant now in the national hockey. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you guys got to be pretty good yeah. friends too. You and Wayne are very good friends still. Yeah. Uh, you know, Gretz is Gretz. Uh, it's not like, you know, you and I or something, yeah. right? It's just like, he's just on yeah. a different, yeah. you know, planet. But I mean, and I tell people to this day, I don't, I don't know why, but I was Wayne's guy. Yeah. We hung together every day. Yeah. Every road trip. It was just Wayne and I. Yeah. Um, and I asked guys from Edmonton, did Wayne have a guy? And they said no. Like Wayne always hung with everybody, but it was me. And you know, if you can imagine for me, it was it was amazing. I got to hang with Gretz yeah. every day uh for a year and a half. So it was it was really cool. Yeah. He's a good guy too. That's what really surprised not surprised me, I shouldn't say it that way, but but as much as he's a great player, he was really aware of how he affected other people, placing the game and everything. So yeah. That was yeah. the year. So that like, year was the first, that first year was the year you got your seventy goals, then, right? That's right. Right. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. everything just clicked for you that year. Uh, what, like, what can you pinpoint, or can you pinpoint anything that that changed? Yeah. Just um, you know, I was more of a. I always felt I was a better passer. But Robin Fatorik that year, he made me shoot. Like he wanted me to shoot more, shoot more. And when you're playing with Gretz, when you get out there with them, you know you're going to get the puck. Yeah. So. I just shot more and uh, like, I, I think I, I set a record for shots too. I had like over 400 some shots on goal that year as a centerman. I had, 
80 assists. So I, I still didn't mind passing the puck, but I shot a lot. Uh, opportunities you get when you're, you know, playing with grads too. It's just, it was just so much fun. Like you just couldn't wait to get to the rank every yeah. day and play. Yeah. And it was just, it was so much fun. Was, yeah. it, was it almost like when you get a, a tough guy that you, you get like two inches taller? Was it like that with Wayne where you're now just that much better? Where you feel like you're that much better? Yeah. You know, I, I say this, like great players bring the best out of everybody. Yeah. You know, like Tom, you, you know, when you're playing with Wayne and it's just, it just, I don't know. Yeah. You just feel different, right? Like yeah. I had so many opportunities that year. And even though in my career, I was getting better every year anyways, not to say that without him, I would have done what I did. Like there's no chance, but I mean, you're still, you're still doing what you you've always done. Just, uh, it was just more fun with him. Yeah. And I was, I was the same way. I was plus 30 that year and I was always hopefully wow. a plus player, but yeah, you, you, you had dead on right though. It's just, you feel like, and like now, like you're relevant. Like I remember going into places like the Montreal. You're yeah. going to the Montreal Forum, and now you're in the black and silver, and Wayne's on the ice there, and oh. you just felt like blonde. Yeah. Can you give us yeah. one good Wayne story, Bernie? Well, you know what? Um, like I tell people this, right? And and I don't know why. Or and like I say, he might have done this to everybody, but I'll remember Gretz would just be getting ready to go out on the ice, and Gretz would come over and he'd tap me on the knee pads and just with a stick just him and I like right now like this. And he says, look, I need you tonight. Oh, and it's like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, and, I know. He might've did it to you, Tom. He may have did it to everybody. Yeah. But no, no, it was me. you. It was you and him clearly. Yeah. Definitely not Tom. And, yeah. Not me. <laughs> and I just went, wow. You know, yeah. to me of all the things, like I remember everything with Gretz. Right. Uh, but that's just a special moment. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. I, and Gretz knew, right. Like, and, and I think, maybe the reason he got close to me is he knew when he get traded here, there's a lot of pressure on him. Right. Oh, yeah. But he knew he couldn't do it on his own. Yeah. Like he needed me. He needed Luke. Right. Like he needed, cause he doesn't want to come to a team that thinks that they're going to be great and they're awful. Right. Yeah. That's just going to make him look bad. So he needed, he knew who he needed and he made sure he got it. And I know well, he, he, got he respected you as a friend. And I think he respected you as a player too. That's the thing. So yeah, yeah, you earned it. There's no question. Yeah. So you mentioned Robbie Fatorik before, the famous night in Detroit when Robbie Fatorik benched Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking when that happened? I'm thinking, uh, you don't like your job very well, for <laughs> one, right? Like, but that's that's Robbie. Yeah, like, totally. That's who he is. Um, I, I 100% disagree with what he did. Um, right. And all Gretz did, Gretz just showed emotion because we get scored against, you know, when we shouldn't have. Right. Uh, Mark Fitzpatrick's playing goal. He's playing great. Uh, we were terrible in our end. Something they scored. So we're coming out for the next period on the power play. And Gretz isn't on it. So we're going, <laughs> oh, geez. So I knew, uh, like, Bruce actually flew into Calgary. See, I, I heard this. I didn't know that, though, Bernie. Go ahead and tell that story. Yeah. Well, he was going to fire Robbie. Yeah. And, and Gretz told him not to. So, right. but you know, I thought Robbie did a great job that yeah. year and maybe because he played the hell out of me, but he benched me too. I went, uh, I went about seven or eight games without scoring and just, you know, in a slump, maybe just got too, too cool for school. Just wasn't doing what I should have been doing. Right. And I got benched too. So, um, 
not that I'm Gretzky, but I get benched for, for bad play. Like he's going to do it to anybody. So I respect that. I felt bad. I thought he should have, I I wish he had a coach the next year, uh, but so be it. Yeah. And who came in after? Was it Tommy Webster Webster, came in? Tom Webster. And we got along. Same here. Same here. I didn't, we didn't get along. That was probably for a while at the first coach, but the worst relationship I had with the coach. Yeah. But that's the year you guys knocked off the Oilers though, right? Uh, Webster's. Was that Robbie Fatorik when we beat? Robbie Fatorik. Right. That was our first. That was Gretz's first year, yeah, and we're right. down three games to one. Yeah. And we came back and beat the Oilers. That was yeah. that was pretty that was fun cool. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was. Yeah. It was game game seven was in L.A. too, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. That's right. And then yeah. uh, then then next year, Bernie, you're uh, you're at the All Star game, and what happens? I get traded the All Star game. Um, it was oh, after God. practice, the, or the skills competition that night. And the funny thing is, right, like. The year before, I just had 70 goals. I just signed a big deal with Bruce McNall. And um, Bruce said, because I wanted to buy a house there. And Bruce said, yeah. He said, absolutely. You know, I won't trade you, right? Three months later at the All-Star game and after the skills, Mike Vernon said, I heard you just got traded. And I said, what the fuck are you talking about, right? Like, And so I go see Bruce and trade to New York. Oh, that's right. It was New York. Now, who was who was it for? Tony Granado and Thomas Sandstrom. Oh, that's yeah, right. Two yeah. Very good players. Wow. Yeah, they were good yeah. players too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Was that Phil? Was Phil there uh, New York when that happened? Did he make that trade? No. Um, Roger Nelson. Oh, Roger Nelson. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So how's that for you? Now you're in LA for what ten years prior to that, and now you're getting yeah. traded to the East Coast. Yeah, and like I say, trade is you know being traded is part of the deal. I know that, you know, like I said before, I just can't imagine what it'd be like to play with Gretz for four or five years. Right. Like it was the best ever. So devastated that you get traded. I couldn't go to a better place. Tom, you played there like Madison square gardens, New York, original six team. It was awesome to play. There was great. Um, You spend 30 more nights in your own bed than you do. And, and the thing is, the problem is, you know, I, I like that Smythe division there. You win eight, seven, six, yeah. five yeah. every night. You go to the Patrick division, it's two, one. Yeah. Three, you get every two, shift. Getting the hell beat out of you. I'm yep. thinking, man, I like that other division a lot better with Gretz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Tony Garano and Thomas Nesson. I forgot about the fact that you got traded the, the All-Star game, too. Wow. Yeah. So did you ever have, a, and if you don't want to talk about this, don't do it. Did you ever have a conversation with Gretz? I mean, I, I don't think that Gretz is involved in all those decisions, but. Well, I think Gretz was involved in anything that happened there with Bruce. Right. right. But at the end of the day, Gretz needed someone to play with. Yeah. Like Dave Taylor, Luke, for some reason, couldn't play with Gretz. Yeah. So I got them, right. <laughs> which was great. Right. Um, he needed someone to play with. So I, I understood that, um, you know, you make the biggest trade in hockey to have yeah. him there and he's got no one to play with. Right. Yeah. So, uh, he got two great players to play with. So wish it was somebody else, yeah. obviously. Bernie, uh, did, they I understand try, it. did they try out on the wing with Wayne at all? Or did that not work or did they give it a shot? Oh, you know what? We, there was different times during the season that, uh, Robbie put Gretz and Luke and I together and it was just, you know, everybody goes everywhere. There was no really yeah. position. Right. Gretz, Gretz would play the wing a lot because then I would go down low and play in our own end. So 
one great thing about Gretz, what I always love, right, with people didn't know, but we're both centermen. So I always wanted to play first ahead of Gretz because when uh, Gretz was going on the ice, his line's on there, he's taking the first guy off. Mm. Doesn't have to be the centerman. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I got first guy. And you're going, what? whoever it is. So yeah. whoever comes, right? So I, I knew with Luke and I, Davey would change quick, right? right. And then we knew Gretz was coming. Huh. So Luke and I'd stay out there for two shifts and play with Gretz. So Do you remember great. the night? So Gretz and people just allowed, well, I just allowed it, but we expected with Gretz. Like he played those three or four minute shifts, but we always felt like he wasn't selfish. Like if other guys did, I was selfish. Was more Wayne felt like he had something going on. was going to help the team. So we'd stay out there. So we all just, that's, that's the way Wayne Gretzky plays. And we're in LA. We we're playing a bad game one night. Remember the Jay Miller incident when uh, we all we had a veteran team, you know, I think Larry Robinson was there, John Tonelli and, so they really didn't even need a coach, right? They're, the guys were all coming to the locker room saying, oh, come on, guys, we need to back check better and all that. And then uh, Jay Miller, <laughs> he's a great guy too. He would say, he said to Wayne, or he said to everybody, but it was obviously meant for Wayne. He says, well, if we didn't stay out there for those three or four minute shifts, we might be oh. a little better too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Rarely, rarely did Gretz get mad, but he was a little hot with that one. He went and threw his stick and gloves in front of Jay Miller's stall and said, okay, you go ahead and take it and do better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe oh, the last thing Jay Miller said the entire oh, time he was there. Oh, I know. That was so funny. I was watching that happen. Again, the, the team yeah. was funny. Like, same, same thing when Robbie benched Wayne. We had a veteran team. So everybody had seen everything already. And we're all like, like little kids. Like, we're laughing. Like, are you kidding me? You're really going to yeah. do that? Oh, that was oh, funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was good. So uh, the trade happens. How, how long did you spend here in New York? Two years. Okay. Yeah. Two years yeah. everywhere after that, pretty much. Chicago, Edmonton. Well, yeah. You lost with the Rangers, you guys got knocked off by Washington, I think. Both years. Yep. Yeah. Two years in a row. Yeah. Beat the so, Islanders one year, which was fun, obviously, when you have, uh, when you play them in the playoffs. So right. We beat them the one year, but then both years, uh, Washington beat us. Was that when John Drews kind of went crazy in the one, one series? Yeah. Yeah. So he had, so he had uh, New York, then Edmonton? And then the big Edmonton. Trade. That was the Messier trade. Yeah, that's right. Wow. And that's yeah. about two, two days into the season, right? Yeah, uh, we just played in Boston the night before, and I get a call at like 7.30 in the morning from Roger Nielsen. You know, can I see you? And not even thinking, right? And, uh, yeah, we just traded Edmonton for Mark Messier. And I went, oh, you got to be kidding me. So the good, the, you look know? at those trades, look at all those trades. You say like Thomas Sandstrom and Tony Granada were good players too. You're saying, okay, it's great that somebody else wants me, but you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's a positive way of looking at it, right? That people want you and giving up good well, players. Right? Yeah. Like I would love to play with Mark. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I say this, I tell everybody this, right. As a Canadian boy, you got to play somewhere in Canada, wherever. And mine was Edmonton yeah. and it was awesome. Like they had a good team. Uh, who do we play first round of the playoffs is the Kings. Oh, they have Gretzky, Curry, Charlie Huddy, Paul Coffey uh, there. Marty Coff might have been there too. Yeah. Uh, and we beat them, beat them in six games. It, it was as fun a series that I've ever been involved in just for that. Yeah. You know, you go into LA, team you played your whole career yeah. pretty much with and, and you beat them so did you, did you get booed that was a lot of fun no i never get booed in la no get booed someplace else <laughs> yeah okay so give me the timing then you go so it's la new york edmonton chicago devils devils San, that's right. or, uh, devils and then chicago chicago i signed with chicago 
And then I signed with San Jose. Oh, that's right, too. Wow. Well, Tom, Bernie was a big yeah. part of that Devils team in 94 that almost knocked off the Rangers. Oh, that's right. In that great, amazing series. Yeah. I think you shot a puck yeah. at Glenn Anderson after the one game, right? Well, uh, and to this day, he still thinks I shot at him on purpose. Um, we were getting a penalty. And so the puck's stand there, and I'm not going to touch it. And so Glenn, Glenn starts skating towards me. So then I turn and I act like I'm going to slap it at him. And I just whiz it by him. <laughs> if I wanted to hit him, I could hit him. But yeah. uh, he thinks I, I tried to hit him. So would you get like 20 seasons in? How many years did you play? 18. 18 seasons. Wow. That's a great career. Yeah. I mean, if somebody, you're 18 you're years old and somebody said you're going to play 18 years in the National Hockey League, you'd go, home, fine. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. yeah I know I know. Where I was at 11. I played 11 seasons, and I thought to myself, oh, that's unbelievable. I got to play in the NHL that's for 11 good. years. Yeah. Most of us thought that about you too, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. So, so Bernie, so you, you you go to San Jose, have a couple years there, and then what, what point are you like, okay, that's enough. I've done enough here. Okay, well, I never had enough. <laughs> um, when I signed with San Jose, right, uh, I met with Dean Lombardi. Uh, I met with a few teams, and Dean had a plan. He said, "Look, they just drafted Patrick Marlowe, right? So I want you to come in, be the number one centerman. Patrick will take over, and then you take a lesser role and work with the kids." I'm all in, right? So my third year there, uh, Daryl Sutter took over. Um, yeah. And so Daryl wanted Ronnie, his brother to be the fourth line player. Well, I already had to deal with Dean, right? So Dean didn't have the balls to send up to Daryl and say, no, no, you know, and I was the better fit for it anyways, but I can understand Daryl. I'm going to take my brother ahead of anybody too. Right. Yeah. Dean knows what's best for the team. Dean didn't say, no, this is who's staying. Uh, you know, that's why he's here. We already have this arrangement, right? right. So I've been bitter about that to this day. But um, so he, he took over there. I ended up coaching with Daryl for uh, the remainder of the year there. So I, I still felt I, I could have stayed a couple more years playing that lesser role, working with the kids, which I wanted to do. But Never happened. So, so is that kind of a mutual ag- agreement there to retire at that point and coach? Yeah. Well, I didn't want it. This was like, um, it was like probably the end of November. <clears throat> so I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to pack up and, and go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Then uh, I have two small kids there uh, that I haven't been with the better part anyways. Right. So uh, the, that, kind of made it easy decision not to to go somewhere else hmm. cool did you, did you enjoy coaching i loved it uh i loved having the opportunity to go back uh with the kings when they won the cup in 12 uh that that was a lot of fun working with the kids you know being a coach i, I hung with the kids the players uh every day and not even the coaches when you know when you oh, go on the road and yeah. guys go out to dinner i'd go with the players yeah so yeah, it was really a lot of fun can you talk about that? Because I don't think a lot of people know that the Kings brought you in essentially to fix their power play in 2012, right? Yeah. Um, well, the whole season uh, leading up to that, uh, I would call Dean and say, look, like their power play was out. They had a good team, but I, their power play was just awful, right? And I said, 
can I just come in? I just want to work with the kids. You know, I'm not looking for a job. I just want to work with them. And uh, Terry Murray was the coach at the time. So being taught to Terry and Terry thought, well, you know, it should be a full-time thing. It shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't just come in and do this and that. So it never worked out. So Terry gets fired at Christmas time. I knew who they were hiring uh, because I was with Dean, told him about Daryl in San Jose. So I end up calling Daryl. And I said, look, um, I want to come in and, you know, work with your power play. I want to just help your, your guys if I can. He said, absolutely. Oh, cool. So he goes there. I got there like January 1st or 2nd, something like that. They had a homestand. So worked there with them through the homestand. So I said, well, you know, what do you want me to do? He says, well, I haven't been on the road with the team yet. I want you to come on the road. So we go Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. We win, we win, we tie. So I said, uh, what do you want me to do now? He says, I want you to stay. Oh, <laughs> so I said, cool. great. You know, so um, so stayed the rest of the year. Uh, and it was amazing, you know. Uh, so, so did you get a ring? Was, did you get a ring when they I won? I did. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was so much fun. Like um, they just squeaked in the last because they weren't in the playoffs when Daryl came and the last couple games, we just got in, but just rolling. Right. And, um, Jonathan quicks, the goalie, like we went in who we meet first is Vancouver. They're the president's cup. When yeah, King, Kings are the eight seed. That year, right? Oh yeah. Four, four games to one, uh, won the first two games there. Then won the fifth game there play, um, uh, St. Louis. They haven't, you know, they've only lost like seven or eight games at home the entire year. Sweep them in four. I don't know. You know, uh, Phoenix, we beat them four to one. You know, like like Jonathan Quick was unbelievable. Uh, but the team just rolled. They were just – they won. They set a record for like 10, 10 road wins or something like that. But just a, a great team. They, they traded uh, – Jeff Carter came at the trade deadline. Oh, that yeah. was huge. Yeah. But Kopitar, you know, their defense was good, but their goaltender was just outstanding. Yeah, yeah. So how many years did you coach? I just coached for that year and then uh, half the next year. Oh, okay. Did you, lot, want to continue, so did you want to continue? Did you want to continue that? You know what? And, and I say this all the time. I, I'd love to coach, right? But what I do now, like I hunt from September till yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every day, right? And – if a team would just hire me to come in from January to the end of the playoffs, I'd love to do it. Cause I, I love working with the guys. Like I love helping kids and teaching whatever, you know, it's, it's so much fun, but I have more passion to, to hunt. Yeah. Cool. So did you, Bernie, when you retired after a little bit of coaching, did you just walk away from the game and go into hunting or what did you do with your, you know, in the second chapter of your, of your life? Yeah. Like I've hunted my whole life as far as that goes, but um, you know, after, yeah, like I hunt golf like almost every day, right? So I still stay active doing something because you have to do something, right? When you retire, you, you got to do something. Uh, so, and that was it for me. I, I could, I play golf all summer and like I would hunt all fall. So cool. I was, your... still love doing, still love doing uh, charity games. Like I still love skating. I, I do Maryland Muse Fantasy Camp. Uh, I did Gretz's Fantasy Camp as long as he had it. Uh, the Kings, and still do charity games. Still, still love to skate. Good, 
Good. Did you play at all? Just yeah. the, just the charity games. You don't jo- you didn't join in the men's league or anything, did you? No, no, I wouldn't do that. But uh, still love doing charity games and uh, you know just uh, any kind of fantasy games for teams I played for. So I know where I stand on this. I think if you look, look at your career, the years you played, the things you've done in your career, uh, you're not in the stand, you're not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. How do you feel about that? Well, you know what? Uh, I have this debate, I guess, with people all the time. And I've never said ever that the guys that are in there, in my opinion, yeah. deserve to be in there. Sure. Yep. Like without a doubt. So I put it that, and I always use Daryl Settler, right? Like, cause Daryl played in Toronto. I played in LA. If Daryl played in LA, would he be in the hall of fame? Because yeah. I played in hell. I have the exact same stats as Daryl's except a little better. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Toronto. Oh. Oh. Absolutely. Very, very uh, 1200 career points. Are, that's a big number. So, so the three kids that went in this year, the Sundin kids, yeah, they have 1100 points in 1200 games. Daniel Albertson has, I know, not I didn't even agree. as good as Sundin. Yeah, see, that's they, a good that one right there. Albertson there to me, you're far far better exactly. career than what he had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So here's the problem I run into. Right, they'll go, well, you know, they played in uh, Canada Cup or they played in the Olympics, and I go, okay, well, I'm a centerman. So for Canada, all I'd have to beat out is either Gretzky, Messier, uh, Brian Trotche, Dale Howarchuk, Mario Lemieux, uh, Doug Gilmore, Stevie Eiserman. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's pretty, that's pretty like, interesting to say that. Yeah. yeah so, the, so and, and how many, how many, ga- how many games did you play? How many games did you play? Take, I can tell you. 1,127. 1127. Okay. Yeah, 1,127. So over a point a game. Over 1,275 goals. Like, some of mine, like, points per game, like, I'm top 20. Like, just some, like, I had 21 hat tricks or 19 hat tricks or something like that. Uh, I don't know. So, because you don't win a cup. Because you don't win a cup, right? So, you know, and I, I use this example. Uh, Steve Shutt. I love Steve Shutt. Okay. Steve Shutt came to LA to play. Steve Shutt has like 450 goals. He has like maybe 800 points, but he played for the Montreal Canadiens yeah, and right. won four Stanley Cups. Yeah. Well, Amanda could play for the Montreal Canadiens in their heyday <laughs> and win Stanley Cups, yeah, right? Like yeah, yeah. they lost six or eight games one year. Yep. Right. Right. So how do you justify? Well, because you don't win a cup. Well, I played in, in, uh, in Los Angeles, like yeah, for the most part. Yeah, right? that's not so part, that's, that's not part of the criteria. Yeah, I mean, when you've had the numbers right. that you've had, that's not part of the criteria. There's also the eye right. test. So you can look at a player and say this player is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and it's definitely the case. With well, you, like right? I said, if I played in Toronto and had the career I had, I get inducted the next year. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. Lanny McDonald, Lanny McDonald, he won a cup with Calgary, but his stats aren't even close. That's to right mine. too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. Should they be in? Absolutely, they yeah. should be. Well, he he got he did eke out to the to get to five hundred goals. You think that's holding you back? You're at four seventy five. No. That, that shouldn't. No, it's a good, it's a good point, I, but no, yeah. Well, I scored I scored enough in the playoffs. So in my NHL right. career, I scored over five hundred goals. Right. So. Yeah, we can tell you exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's no question to me it should be. And I remember Glenn Anderson, it was a while before he went in, too. And, and there was some debate, you know, and again, the JD, I think was I was talking to JD about John Davidson. And there's a little bit of lobbying that has to go on. It's like you need to get somebody. Oh, for sure. 
you like that let's say well, listen i believe in bernie nichols being there right yeah. that's right cam neely uh Sinden really lobbied hard for him right right should cam be in absolutely yeah. he should yeah. but and, and they say in. that with yeah, yeah and they say that with eric lindros right like eric concussion stuff uh he did play in a canada cup but should he be in like he was a horse like unbelievable yeah. people don't yeah. like him because of the way he was you know he wouldn't go to quebec oh, yeah, and he wouldn't go to junior but you know should he as a player like you played against him tom oh yeah. my god i know yeah you know what it is and again he i mean it's a compliment i said it earlier on i think when you watch you play you weren't that like really speedy guy like a mike gardner flying right. down the wing or something like that right but then you look at the numbers and the performance it's, it's there you, it's like it doesn't matter how yeah. you get it done you got it done rick middle like i said rick yeah. middleton was saying mike bossy i played against Nifty him all the time the same yeah, Mike yeah. Bossy was the same way. He was falling down all the time and everything. <laughs> he's like he was unbelievable. Yeah, he and then you would, you, yeah, you'd look at him, and think, geez, he's lucky. But then he does it all over and over. And then you were the same way. Yeah, I remember, like I told you, when I got traded, that was my thought. That I said, I hope I get traded for somebody that's really good. Like if the ego would kick yeah. in. And I thought when my ex-wife told me he was just a great goal scorer, I said, well, it's got to be Bernie Nicholson. Yeah, fifty-year-old. Congrats, Tom. Yeah, Bernie. So Bernie, you said you're playing a lot of golf. You're hunting. You just you just wrote a book. You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, that's right. I forgot about the book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I was asked to do it, uh, a few times. Uh, and I just think, you know, like from what I've heard from everybody, uh, they've enjoyed it. Uh, you know, the headlines kind of explains the whole book as far as I'm concerned is from floodlights to bright lights. Right. I told you earlier, growing up in a small town, I grew up playing outdoors under floodlights, my, you know, whole childhood. And then you get, uh, drafted by the LA Kings, the bright lights of California, right? And, but for me, it's the stories, right? That we've talked about today, yeah. the people you meet, uh, the stories, uh, the, the places you go. Uh, it just like, there's so many stories in there from other people, which that's me anyways, right? Like just to hear the, the fun times we had. And, yeah. you know, for me, the, the enjoyment I brought to my mom and dad, my family, right? Like people say, what's the greatest thing about playing the NHL? Right. And as a kid, that's all we ever dream about. Well, for me, it's a enjoyment and excitement that I gave my mom and dad and my brothers and sisters and friends. Right. Like some of the stories that my cousins came to see me play in, in L.A. or New York or, you know, I, I got to take a, a good friend to, to the Bulls game and meet Michael Jordan. Right. So pretty cool. stuff like that is what it's all about for me. Yeah. You, you always had that personality too. I mean, I really enjoyed playing with you. We had a, we had a good time. And like I said, you were they're one of those rare guys that can really have fun in the locker room, but get, get on the ice. Actually, you would have fun on the ice even, but when it came time to play, when the puck dropped, then you went to battle, right? It was good. So, yeah. Well, so I would what? get criticized sometimes about that. Like, you know, you're not taking it serious because people see you out there talking to players and laughing and, but that was me. Yeah, right. Yeah, I cool. just loved it. I, I'd yeah. tap a goalie, Grant Fear, after he makes a save. Good job, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then, like, and I, Brian Trotsky says this all the time. I'd be talking to him. Next thing you know, you're laying a guy out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but that's the way it was. When it come time to play, no one was more serious than me. Yeah. Or no one wanted to win more than I did. Well, if you weren't putting up the numbers, then people could criticize you, right? But you're putting up the numbers right. while you're having fun. So, yeah. So, what's yeah. next, Bernie? What's next for you? What do you have? Uh, what do you want to do? What do you have lined up? Well, uh, I have a new grandson. Uh, nice. Congratulations. You know, I want to spend time. Thank you. My daughter, uh, it's her birthday today. Oh. Uh, and we're going to go see them, uh, them in January. But spend much time with them. Uh, still do a lot of hunting and fishing. Uh, I got a fiance here now that loves to 
hunt and golf. Nice. So uh, who's better? You know, match wow. made in heaven there. Wow, there you well, go. you know what? Obviously uh, me. Uh, there we go. She's she was a really good baseball player, and so golf just kind of come natural. But now I think she's learning how to play better, and she does do some things better that uh, than I do, which it's okay. But uh, I'm not gonna let her beat me. But she's come close. Uh, that's good. That's good. Good job. Yeah. So okay. So any regrets looking back at the career, life, anything at all you do differently? You know what? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, I've said this before, though, right? Like, until I got to Chicago, we never worked out, right? Yeah, like, when we broke yeah. in, like, I never had a, a, a weight room until I got to Chicago. Uh, I never rode a bike. Yeah. Uh, can I swear on here? Of course. Sure, you can. Yeah. So, when I get traded, like, we, we were in L.A., um, we, we won the night before, so we got the day off. Tom Webster says, look, um, you guys, you got to ride the bike before you go home. I, I was a star of the game. Uh, I had to do some interviews and stuff. I just went home. So we come to Price the next day or something. He says, Nichols, did you ride the bike uh, after the game? I said, I haven't rode a bike in nine fucking years. Why would I ride the bike now? You know? Oh, that's and, good. But oh. until I got to Chicago, I never seen a weight room. Yeah, and and I I got hooked up with Chris Chelios, and I've said this before: if I could play with one guy, my entire career was Chris Chelios. Yeah. Like we're doing push-ups and sit-ups in the sauna, working out, yeah. and I yeah. loved it. Yeah, you know, I just I just wonder if I had started that, you yeah. know. But like we said, when I get there, Marcel Dion's there, and this and that. Like they used to come to training camp was to get in shape. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't, we didn't work out. So if I could do one thing in my career again, that would probably be, yeah. probably be that. I I'd say, I'd say the same we thing. We were never brought up that yeah. way. Yeah. It was you not know? part of the culture. I say that I'm in better shape now than I was when I played, but I, yeah. I look back and I say, I really don't think I could have changed it. That the culture was totally different. I remember Robbie Fatoric came to New York when I was playing there and uh, yeah. he got down, got down the floor and started stretching. We thought, What's wrong with this? Yeah. What's he doing? Yeah. I would do that. We, we, we came, uh, I'm in Chicago and we'd have a stretch before, uh, we go out in the ice on game days. I would get to the, uh, to the practice with Joe Murphy and I'd have like a milkshake and start, Oh yeah. Get down on with all my clothes on, you know, doing a stretch. Like <laughs> oh, the one <laughs> thing I got to remember about Bernie Nichols too, pregame meal, uh, tell us we the steak and you, uh, his steak was pull off the horns, wipe its ass and put it on a plate. Is that pretty accurate? How raw it was? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it with some blood in it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. What yeah. you say? Just warm it up on the outside. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was fun. Yeah. That was good. Every pregame meal, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Well, Barry, this has been awesome. Thanks for coming on with us. The book is called oh, from, thank from you Floodlights guys. to Bright Lights. And where's it available? That's right. Well, you know what? If you go to the BernieNichols dot com, uh, all the proceeds go to the my, my foundation. Oh, very cool. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah, great job, Barry. That's fantastic. Yeah. And we get it. I can sign it. We ship it out. Uh, so, yeah. Awesome. Well, I got to tell you, as a friend of yours and as a teammate, you're you're great to play with. And I got traded there. It's like I'd known you for 20 years. You're a great player. And like I said, you had fun in the game, but you're also a great competitor. And yes, you should be in the Hall of Fame too. So, hopefully, you get there. I appreciate that, Tom. It's always right, good brother. seeing you, bud. Great seeing you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Bernie. Thank you. Okay, guys. Oh man, Tom, this was cool for me again as a fan. 
we had Bernie Nichols. Oh, Bernie, he was so yes. good. Yeah. And, you know, Bernie, he was such a good player. And I truly think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I don't yeah. know. You know, it was interesting talking to him about the Hall of Fame numbers and everything until he really had done. He really made a case that obviously he should be in the Hall of Fame based on what other players have done. So I'll tell you what, what a great teammate he was too. Funny guy. Uh, and he, I think the one thing that hurts him, uh, maybe with the Hall of Fame kind of talk is he had that way on the ice. And he was just out there having fun. But then you look at the numbers and okay, yeah, he had fun, but he was really scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, he made he made it look easy. I mean, Yocker was kind of the same way. He looked yeah. like he enjoyed what he yeah. was doing, but but Nichols scored 70 goals. You were there that season, yeah. right? Or were you not there? No, that was yeah, I was there, yeah. 70 was, goals yeah. in a season. Like that's uh, incredible. Great, great player, good personality, good talker too. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but Ernie's pretty cool. I, I'm excited to read his book. Yeah. All right, grasshoppers. Thank you for listening. We had a fantastic show. We'll see you next time.